Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Psalms, Psalm 127, beginning at verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Verses 1 through 5, all of Psalm 127. Then looking in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6, Deuteronomy chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Verses 1 through 9, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Father, thank you, Lord, once again for the privilege, the honor, and the blessing that you give to us as believers. We were called to carry out the Great Commission, and when through which you tell us to go into all the world and make disciples. And you also let us know, Lord, that that task begins in our own lives and in the lives of our families as well. What a privilege it is for us to be able to help our children to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and then teach them. The, it's our privilege and joy to be able to teach them how to walk with you, to serve you, to follow you, to become warriors in your kingdom as well. Father, anoint every believer listening with a fresh anointing of your spirit that would encourage us to become warriors for Christ, believers through which you can accomplish your will in the world that desperately needs the light of Jesus Christ more than anything else in all of life. Help us to be about our Father's business as individual believers within our families and our homes and as we help to mold and shape our children to become the followers of Christ you would have them to be. We thank you and we praise you for this privilege, this honor, this blessing. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Robertson. Rick is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Our Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that we can come to your throne and know that we're welcome there. We thank you for your precious Son, Jesus, and 
the blood he shed on Calvary's cross for sinners like us. We rejoice in him today, Father. We thank you for your stooping down to love us in such a, a magnificent way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Just a reminder to our listeners, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And on an ongoing basis, we are encouraging you to email us to receive some of the prayer tools, some of the discipleship tools. These are resources that we're glad to share with our listeners because the reality is everyone can use help, strength, and encouragement in their prayer life and in their walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And these are tools that you can use for evangelism and discipleship within your own own home, but also tools you can use to forward to family members, to friends, to fellow church members, people you work on the job with, to unsaved as well as saved persons. That way it helps us to become co-workers in the vineyard of the Lord, helping to share the gospel and helping to do the work of making disciples. Again, to get some of the resources, we're glad to share them. My email again is joseph at afr.net. Again, joseph at afr.net. We're grateful and blessed to have as our phone guest today, Seth, Jana, and Chloe Grabiel. And Chloe was one of the participants in our Ten Commandments Pro-Life Speech Contest. And so we're grateful that they could come on the broadcast today and share a little bit about their journey in being a part of this uh, project. So, uh, Seth, Jana, and Chloe, good to have you all on the Hour of Intercession. Good to be here. All right. Honored to have you on. And uh, again, if I'm remembering correctly, you live in Oklahoma, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. I I don't recall that we had any other participants from Oklahoma, so we're glad to have rep- great representation from the state of o- Oklahoma. So, again, uh, Chloe did a great job, and a little and a little further over in the broadcast, we're going to hear uh, Chloe's speech. But before we uh, talk to Chloe, hear her speech and talk to Chloe, Seth and Jana, we wanted to talk to you because one of our goals here, of course, is we're grateful for parents like you that would allow and encourage your one of your children to participate in a project like this because it is a discipleship project. And the fact is the Great Commission is to all believers everywhere that we would go into all the world and make disciples and we're to start in our home. And it's tragic how often sometimes Christian parents will neglect this very, very important responsibility. So uh, before we just get into our discussion, I'm going to take a time, a moment to pray for you all. Father, we thank you for Seth and Jana and Chloe, and thank you for the honor and privilege of having them on the broadcast today. Father, anoint them today with a fresh anointing of the Spirit behind discipleship, your Holy Spirit that teaches us how to, first, he draws us to Christ, and then he teaches us how to walk with you. Father, anoint them and anoint us all afresh with the spirit of prayer that we will be prayerful in all that we say and do. And anoint the broadcast, accomplish mightily in the hearts of every listener that which you desire to accomplish. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Well, again, Seth and Janet, as I said, we want to just share a little bit with you before we go to Chloe. But uh, I wanted to start off by asking this question, and I'd like to hear from each of you, from dad and mom as well. But how do you think you, you saw your daughter, Chloe, how do you think she's been encouraged in her relationship with Christ by participating in the Ten Commandments speech contest project? How, did, how have you seen her strengthen in her walk through participating in the project? 
Well, I don't think that Chloe currently sees the impact on her walk, but I believe that looking back in the future, she'll be able to realize how God has used this simple contest in ways that even we as parents can't see. Mm. All right. Well, Dad, what are you, what are your thoughts? I I think that just seeing her uh, grow through the information that she uh, goes looked up and and studied to to write this speech, I, I think it's going to affect you know you know and strengthen her ability to minister to others that are uh, dealing with situations like this. So I, I just think that it'll it'll strengthen her ability to minister and to uh, uh, spread the word to other other uh, kids her age. Well, you know, I appreciate your thoughts. And one one additional truth that I, I think is pretty evident, when listeners hear Chloe's speech, they'll see that she she shares truth, but also she doesn't shy away from dealing with some controversial issues related to the life issue. Now, the reality is, as one of the Ten Commandments tells us, you shall not murder. That's very clear and up front. God's Word, you know, God's word is not really controversial in the sense that it's truth, and truth is what blesses people. But sadly, in a world full of darkness, they try to make hearing truth controversial. But she very courageously deals with some tough sides of this issue. So, again, as our listeners will hear shortly when we hear the speech. So, But thank you all for sharing your thoughts there. Now, were each of you, were you surprised that Chloe chose to be in the contest? Did it seem a little bit out of character for Chloe at all? What are your thoughts? Well, to be honest, Chloe was being obedient to my request that she participate, but I believe that God can bless that. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I, I'm a teacher. She, uh, and she's in one of my in my class. Uh, she participated in some speech contests earlier this year, and when she got the opportunity to uh, write the speech, I was I was excited for it until I until I read it. Then I was uh, elated. I didn't. I mean, I know she's she's got a talent, and she can do much more than what I have the ability to do. I'm really proud of her for that. Mm. Well, you know, that's that's interesting. You said you're a teacher. She's in one of your classes. Yes, I, I'm a, a career tech teacher. I teach a tech. A, I'm a STEM teacher, and I teach a, a program called a Technology Student Association. It's a student organization. It's a it's a national organization, but uh, part of the contest that we were able to participate in our speech contest mm-hmm. uh, which uh, she uh, on her own decided she wanted to follow in her sister her older sister's footsteps and and uh, say some speeches so she was able to uh, place in some speeches at some of our contests and our state contests so mm-hmm. when her mother uh, brought this uh, saw this article in the in, her, in, her, in your paper she uh, thought this might be a good opportunity for her, and it, and it fit really well. Mm. Well, again, we're grateful, Jana, that you did bring it to her attention because, again, she did very well in the contest, and so we appreciate her participation. Uh, just in general, how would each of you say, how do you think any young person could benefit by participating in this kind of project in their walk with the Lord? I would say that any time we step out and choose to glorify our Father, we have an opportunity to bless others and in turn be blessed. Mm. You know, that is so true, so true in it, because when we obey, anytime we obey the Lord and shine for Christ and just represent Him in the kingdom of God as we speak truth, boldly speak truth in a way like this, 
God will use it in ways, sometimes some of which we don't even know how he uses it. We know, but he definitely will use it. So thank you for sharing that. Seth, what are your thoughts about that question? Well, so the, the, the research that you do and the thought process that you go through in writing a speech um, really puts a person in, you know, makes you reflect on what, what you really believe. And, and the research can actually grow your faith, I believe. I believe that she, you know, it can just help her to uh, strengthen her walk and, and able to minister to her, her classmates and her friends uh, more easily and more, uh, you know, directly without uh, shying away from it. That's right. You know, Seth, that's such an important point, though, because anytime a human being, adult or youth when you do research, you're learning, you're actively learning and drawing in new information and learning things typically that you didn't know before. And it's such a great way for discipleship to take place because, again, you research obviously in the Word of God, scriptures that speak to the issue as well as other truths that relate to that matter of that issue as well. So that's a great point. Anytime you can get young people involved in researching a truth from Scripture, again, that's discipleship in such an important way, and so just a very wise thing to do. So thank you again for your thoughts. Father, again, we thank you again for Seth, and thank you for Jana, thank you for Chloe, and thank you for the speech she prepared. Father, I pray that every seed planted in the heart of every single listener, the thousands that will hear her speech, I pray that it will do a kingdom work in their hearts and stir them to recognize, Lord, that you clearly told us in your word to choose life that we and our children may live. And Lord, I pray that you'll reach through Chloe and stir many more young people and adults to be courageous enough to speak up and to speak truth in our culture that desperately needs to hear your truth from your word. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Our phone guests today are Seth and Janet Grabio. And their daughter, Chloe, who is a part of our Ten Commandments speech contest, will be right back.
music from the Walls Group. All praise goes to you. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Seth and Jana Graby on their daughter, Chloe. Chloe participated in our Ten Commandments Project uh, Pro-Life Speech Contest and did a great job. Uh, Chloe, how are you today? I'm doing well, and how are you? Doing very well. Very well. We appreciate you and your family being with us today. Now, Chloe, now, uh, am I remembering correctly? You're 16, correct? Yes, sir. And what grade? I'm going to be a junior this next coming year. All right. All right. And you you were 15 when you did your speech, you said, though, right? Yes. My birthday was the day after. All right. Well, happy birthday. And uh, Thank you. Let me just say we're going to listen to your speech, and then we're going to come back and wanted to ask a few questions about just your experience, your journey in doing the speech. So at this time, we're going to listen to Chloe Grabiel's pro-life speech. Hello, my name is Chloe Grabiel. I am a sophomore from Apache, Oklahoma, and I will be presenting to you today. Honor your father and mother is the first of the Ten Commandments that does not directly relate to our relationship with God. However, you shall not murder is the second. A leading and sometimes overlooked form of this murder is abortion. To some, it may simply be an easy way to guard against unwanted obligations or maybe get rid of something that would cause the mother extreme pain, harm, or even death. To others, abortion is the abhorrent murder, murder of unborn and innocent life. What even is the concern with abortion, and what are we going to do to fix it? The first problem that comes to mind on this subject are the labels, pro-life and pro-choice. The pro-choice label propagates a sense of control that many enjoy. It removes the humanity of the unborn child and gives the mother a sort of warm, fuzzy feeling that she is doing what's best for her child and her, her body. Those at Planned Parenthood, a leading nonprofit organization providing reproductive health care, take it one step further. To cite a passage from their website, we at Planned Parenthood say pro-reproductive rights and anti-abortion to describe people's beliefs about abortion access. The pro-reproductive rights and anti-abortion labels leave room for a variety of beliefs while focusing on access to abortion specifically. Pro-life, on the other hand, makes it clear that you are dealing with a human baby that simply hasn't developed yet. This being said, it is possible that some who support pro-choice may only have been deceived by clever wording. Another issue I see with abortion is the health hazards. While clinics may claim that abortion is safe or painless, evidence proves otherwise. According to a study by Daniel Grossman, Nine of the 24 abortion patients that he interviewed felt intermittent labor-like pains. Eight of 24 reported brief, intense pain, and five even had constant level 10 pains for up to three to four hours. The World Health Organization admits that it can lead to physical and mental health complications and social and financial burdens for women, communities, and health systems. Additionally, at least 22,800 women die annually from getting an abortion. Although the pro-choice mothers may think that they are making the right choice, they are actually only putting themselves through gratuitous risk. 
The last point lies in the life of the baby itself. Is an unborn baby really alive? Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 4 through 5 say, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before you were born, I knew you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. The word choice here suggests that God has put a soul inside of the child from the moment it is conceived. Isaiah 49.1 says, or proves that God puts life inside a child before it is born, saying, Before the Lord I was born, the Lord called me. Although the Bible does not mention the word abortion, it still has a lot to say on the subject. As much of a chokehold as pro-choice leftists have around America, pro-choice is fighting back. Nonprofit organization Preborn saved 31,407 babies from abortion in the year 2020. Mississippi organizations are pushing for the overturning of the 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling. Preborn is giving ultrasounds to women considering abortion and, according to the American Family Association website and radio show, 80% of women will choose life for their child after hearing the heartbeat. There is God, and with him, hope. There are those that are fighting for the rights of unborn children, and it is a winning battle. Thank you. All right, Chloe, again, a very powerful speech. Thank you. And, you know, a scripture that comes to my mind in relation to a number of things you shared is a scripture found in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20, which tells us, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord, your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. Again, a very powerful speech, Chloe. Thank you so much for coming on and both sharing the speech and being able to talk a little bit about your journey in doing the speech as well. Can you tell me, to begin with, Chloe, what made you decide to enter the Ten Commandments Pro-Life Speech Contest to begin with? Well, initially, my mother encouraged me to do the speech. Uh, she thoroughly believes that I have an aptitude for speaking and knows that I enjoy writing. She also knows that I participated in a few speech contests as of late and thought that I could benefit from using my talent for God. All right. Well, we're certainly grateful that she did. And, you know, uh, just a whole other, it brings to mind another another one of the commandments, honor your father and your mother. You know, there sometimes a young person in a situation like that will say, Dad and Mom, I just don't want to do that. I'm just not interested in that. But I think it was very great that you listened to your mom's counsel and advice there and got involved. And just even as this broadcast, as it airs, thousands of people's lives will be influenced by that powerful speech that you just shared. So, again, we are really grateful that you chose to listen to your mom's counsel and encouragement and got involved. You were one of about 40 young people that participate, and so we're really grateful that you did. Did you learn anything that you didn't know as you were doing your research and preparing your speech? I knew a lot of the basic information that I used in my speech, Mm -hmm. um, but there are a lot of specifics that were missing. Hmm. For example, I mentioned in my speech that Planned Parenthood doesn't use the pro-life and pro-choice labels, but the pro-reproductive rights and anti-abortion. I think that just speaks volumes about them. 
Mm. On the other hand, I wasn't aware that preborn saved a whopping 31,407 lives in 2020 alone. And that's, that's good. I appreciate you sharing things that you learned because all of us, as we do research on a, such an important issue, we're going to learn and grow through it in some good ways. So glad that you did. Now, you know, one point that you touched on that's, that's a very powerful and a very helpful topic to touch on, you know, sometimes people will try to say, just like you touched on in your speech, the idea of abortion being safe. Well, the reality is how can you call anything safe that Whenever it's carried out, it always results in the death of a baby. So that, I mean, that point all by itself is a very powerful point as you address the whole matter of it being considered safe in some instances. Well, can you tell me uh, uh, what are some things that you think the church can do to help more children and youth to come to know Christ and grow in their faith in Christ Jesus? What would you say are some things the church could do better and more effectively? I believe that my generation could benefit from hearing some more fundamental scriptural truths pertaining to current issues like mental health, homosexuality, and gender confusion, and relationships, whether they be inside or outside of the family. Mm. So a lot of them, in other words, could benefit from clear Bible teaching addressing those issues. Is that more or less what you're saying? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that as well. Um, you were gonna, you had a, a couple passages of scripture you were gonna read for us before we go to any more questions. So, uh, the first passage you're gonna read, um, let's see, was First Timothy chapter four, verses twelve to sixteen. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Please go ahead. Starting in chapter or verse twelve, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech and conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given to you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Preserve them or persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Mm. You know, that's good. That's good counsel for every young person listening and actually for every believer listening, especially for youth, though, I would say, too. And also you're going to read for us Hebrews chapter 11, a portion of chapter 11 as well. Yes. Okay. Starting in verse 1 and going through verse 12. Okay. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commanded for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. By faith, Abel brought a God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. Before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him by faith must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him earnestly. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, 
in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, he commended the world and became an heir of righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs of him in the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she was considered him faithful who made the promise. And so, from one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as sand on the seashore. All right. I think that was Hebrews. 11, verse 1 through 12. All right. Thank you, Chloe. You're an excellent reader. Appreciate you taking the time to read those passages for us, too. All right. And um, in just a few moments, we're coming up on a break, but I'm going to, on the other side of the break, on the other other side of the break, we are going to ask that you'll pray for some of the youth, that they would grow in their understanding of the need to live for the Lord as well. So, but uh, real briefly, uh, well, actually, we're run, we're just about out of time for this break, so we'll pick up on the other side. Again, our phone guests today are Seth and Jana Gravy on their daughter, Chloe. Chloe did participate in our Ten Commandments project, and we just had the privilege of hearing her very powerful speech, and she shared some scriptures with us as well. And, Chloe, I think you indicated you're going to come back and read for us in the future as well, right? Yes, sir. All right. We appreciate that. We'll be right back. Stay brings 
music of J.J. Weeks with Choices. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Seth and Janet Grabeel and their daughter Chloe, who participated in our Ten Commandments speech uh, contest. And uh, we had the privilege of hearing her speech a few moments ago. Did an excellent job. Uh, Chloe, just a couple more questions before um, we end a question specifically for you here. Um, why do would you why would you say it's so important for young people your age to to read the Bible? Why would you say that's an important goal for every young person? The Bible is God's word, and the best way to grow in a relationship with God is to talk to Him. Uh, you don't become friends with a person by not talking to them, and it's the same with our relationship with God. All right. Okay. And that's that's so important. Our time in the Word, as well as, of course, time in prayer. So what would you say are some important things for young people to be praying about, young people that are saved? What are some important things for them to be praying about in our day and time and in this culture? I don't think it's ever too early for a child to be praying about the heavy topics of this world. Uh, my seven-year-old brother often prays us into prayers or prays us into meals. Mm-hmm. and often includes asking for the revival of our government and nation, as well as, and I quote, help people not to be scared of the coronavirus. Mm. It sounds like a wise little brother. All righty. Well, you were going to pray for uh, young people that are listening today as well. Would you take time to pray for them now, please? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the youth who have participated in this speech contest. I thank you for their talents and their abilities for their strengths and weaknesses alike. I pray for all those affected by the by the evil aid shooting and for the families and children lost, or families of the children lost, and for the teachers who witnessed it. I ask you to give them comfort and give them peace, so that they would know that all things, good or bad, will work together for the good of those who love you and are according to your called according to your purpose. I pray all these things and many more in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Chloe. Really appreciate you again being with us today and sharing just your thoughts on some issues related to the powerful speech that you shared. Uh, Seth and Jenna, just uh, briefly to speaking back with you, and in just a moment, I'm going to ask if you all will pray for parents that are listening. But before we do, I um, want to ask this question. Um, what are some insights you believe the Lord has taught you about helping, obviously, not 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 only your daughter, but maybe insights that parents could learn about encouraging their children and walking with the Lord through the journey of Chloe doing this speech? Well, recently in what we have walked through with our oldest daughter, I am learning to listen more, to lecture less, and ask questions so that I can see where my kids are in their walk so as to guide them. Also, uh, we are making more time for devotions, which are geared to make them think and elicit a response from them. Lately, we have been learning more scripture together before they leave home. I have Chloe and her younger two siblings doing the Bible Bee scripture study and memory work this summer to help us to push daily to be in the Word. And so I, I think that really just getting your kids in the Word together as a family, I can't emphasize that enough, that we only have them 
for a short period of time. And as much as we can pour into them during that time, the better off that they will be. Mm. You said a lot in just those few words you shared, Jana. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, I think especially as it relates to the whole matter of parents learning to be better listeners, that's so important in our day and time because so many young people feel like they're not being heard and especially when they can know that they're being heard by their parents, it makes all it makes a huge difference. It really does. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, Seth, uh, what are your thoughts about that? What are some insights that you believe that you've learned in the midst of watching uh, Chloe go through the journey of doing this speech? And not so much just your daughter and just your children, but things that parents could learn to, to do in, in encouraging young people, period. Well, as a teacher, I mean, I'm, I teach in a small community, uh, but I've taught, you know, hundreds of students over the years. And I, I see the pressures that the, the, these kids go through. And uh, so there are times when certain groups of kids seem to be a little stronger in faith than others, other groups. And then, but pressures of, uh, of the, kids these days especially it's it's hard to get kids uh to really uh, in a public school setting anyway to uh be strong with their faith i mean mm-hmm. i i try to do the best i can to talk with my my students mm-hmm. and and seeing my daughter uh strong you know and and not she will often talk to kids about things and isn't afraid to, uh, where lots of kids are, but it seems like when the kids get to talking, it, 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 it'll flow a little more freely if, if the conversations come up. And mm-hmm. I really uh, would like to see more kids, you know, be uh, free to feel like they can talk about Christ and that uh, seeing these uh, Christ groups in schools grow. You know, Seth, just the fact that you're you're speaking, you're just drawing on the reality that schools are such a big mission field, and for teachers like yourself who are uh, willing to be witnesses, it makes all the difference in the world. And obviously, as you relate to when young people like your daughter are willing to speak up for the faith, again, God can get so much mileage, kingdom mileage, out of persons like yourself and your family as well. So we appreciate that so much. I'm going to ask. Uh, Jana and Seth, if each of you would pray for parents. Jana, if you'll pray first, and then Seth, pray for parents, whatever's on your heart to pray for them for. Dear Lord, we ask that you would encourage parents across our nation in raising their children in the fear and admonition of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray, dear God, that you would just help them to be in the Word, help them to be able to teach their kids the word, Lord, so that they know the truth. And we thank you for these things, and we, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. And, and Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that you just be with all the fathers in this country, Lord, that you would just give them the strength to disciple their children, Lord, not just to leave it to the mothers, but Lord, the fathers, I pray that fathers in this country would, would lead their families to Christ and lead their children to Christ. And I pray, Lord, that you would just give the fathers the strength and the wisdom 
to uh, direct their students, their kids, their their sons and their daughters, Lord, to to be strong doers of the word and not just hearers of the word, Lord, that you would help them to walk and, and bless their families, Lord. I just pray that you just touch every father in this country, and then we pray. Amen. Amen. And Father, I do thank you again for the Grabiel family. Thank you, Father, for the way that you're using the witness of their family even now to impact their community. And Father, more and more, raise us up. Raise up more and more believers who will boldly stand up for Christ in every setting, in our homes, in our schools, in our communities, in our nation, in our world. Lord, help us to recognize that our witness for Christ is so important in everything and in every context. Anoint us all afresh with the spirit of boldness and courage to be the bold witnesses you would have us to be and help us to recognize, Lord, that the, the need is so great. The need is so great for your people to seek first your kingdom and as you told us in your word, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Father, raise up more and more families that will shine for Jesus Christ, that many more will be pointed to you, Lord. Thank you for the gray bills and Lord, uh, let your anointing increase upon them with every passing day and direct them more and more into your perfect will. And just anoint them afresh with a spirit of worship, praise, and thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, Chloe, did I, I did I understand that you'll be sharing your speech at your church? Uh, is that tonight? Is that right? That is this evening on Wednesday night church. All right. And what is the name of your church? Lawton First Assembly. Lawton First Assembly, okay. And who who's your pastor? Uh Pastor Don Barnes. All right. Well I'm I'm sure he's probably thoroughly proud of you and just your whole family for just the stand that you all are taking in. Uh one things certainly we would encourage you. We're grateful that you're gonna get a chance to share it at your church and I would encourage you, Chloe, to look for other opportunities to share it. And you know, sometimes when we're talking to young people, sometimes they may kind of shy back as if well, I don't think people really want to hear what I have to say. You know, that's the wrong perspective because the fact is when you're speaking truth, the world, the whole world needs to hear truth. So I would encourage you, even beyond your church, if look for other opportunities to share your speech, whether it's in person or to share the video, because you'd be surprised how many people not only will be blessed and encouraged, but there are other young people who will watch you doing your speech and they'll think, you know, maybe I could be bold and courageous enough like Chloe to do something like that. So, so Chloe, keep up the great work, okay? Thank you. All right. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, keep in mind today is a great day to get saved. It's important that we know that the most important decision in all of life is the decision to receive Christ. So if you'd like to make that step and commit your heart and your whole life to the Lord, would you simply... Pray this prayer with me today. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. You told us in your word 
Whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to be in touch with you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share some resources and discipleship materials that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. So please do get in touch. Again, the email joseph at afr.net. Once again, Seth and Jana and Chloe, thank you all so much for being with us today. We really appreciate you being with us, all right? Thank you. And continue shining for the Lord. And and Seth, I want to invite all of our listeners to pray for you in the school there as well because your witness as a teacher is so important as well as the witness of both Jana and Chloe, wherever the Lord calls them as well. Thanks for listening. Please pray much for the Grabeel family as they continue to serve the Lord. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.